Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you? Really well, thanks. How are you? That's good. Hey, um, our question today is, have you considered hiring equipment? Oh, I absolutely have, and I have in the past. Yep. Have you? Um, not, not so much. I haven't really gone out and hired anything. I've borrowed stuff because I just wanted to try something, and you know. So, it's, but I haven't hired it. But it's interesting. I'm a part of a platform now where my gear's listed. Yeah, you mentioned that this, yeah, morning, this and, afternoon. And, yeah, yeah, and, and interesting enough, like people, I've got equipment that quite often doesn't get used very often. Yeah. So it sits on the shelf. Kind of me, it was great opportunity to be able to always get some something back for it. Yeah. But but I think when people are starting out in photography and they buy, you know, some camera kit and they don't always have uh-huh. everything they need. Yeah. And then they need to go and do a some type of you know like portrait shoot or something different. They need they say, oh, it'd be nice if I had a nice yeah. prime lens yeah. or something. Yeah. But not sure whether they need to invest in that prime lens. Yeah. Gee, I think renting is a great option. Yeah, and I, I have to say I have done that in the past when I've considered upgrading my equipment. I've gone and I've hired the camera that I've wanted to use. The Nikon yep. 800 was was one that I used many, many, many years ago. Yes, yep. And from hiring it, I actually decided not to buy it because the file sizes were way too big. Yeah, and, and that's a good consideration. And look, a lot of people at the moment I think would be at that point of mirrorless versus DSLR. Yes, absolutely. So so if you were thinking about, oh, maybe do I jump into the mirrorless pit or yeah. pool? Yeah. Um, maybe go and hire a mirrorless camera yeah. of what yeah. you'd buy and maybe shoot a gig with it. Yes. Or, or, just or a do, practice gig. Or a practice gig. <laughs> probably a practice gig probably safer. <laughs> You're probably right. But go and shoot and see if you're comfortable with it and then yeah. work out. Then, like I said, you, you've had that experience where you hired it and you realised the file size were too big for mm-hmm. what you really needed. Didn't, mm-hmm. You didn't need a gazillion megapixel mm. resolution mm. and you could basically make a, dis, a decision. Imagine if mm. you had bought the, the 800. I would have been so disappointed. You would have been stuck. Yeah, because back then I don't think that Lightroom had the ability to process the images I was taking. Yes, yeah. Because that was so large. This is a long time ago. Yes. Um, so I was going into Photoshop and that was after I'd, I'd changed my workflow. So I was using Lightroom as a, as a method of culling. Yes. Um, and also batch processing. But having to go back into Photoshop was just like, no, that's just not my thing. Yes, yeah. At all. Just it, it well, you do got, you have your you have your workflow, mm-hmm. and your your equipment has to kind of fit within your workflow mm. as well. So you don't mm. want to have these extra steps. Because yeah, of absolutely. And it's also a really great opportunity to test out some lenses. So if you're considering actually buying some prime lenses, yep. or maybe even a twenty-four to seventy is one that I've actually hired in the past to figure out if I wanted to purchase one. Yes, it is a cheaper way to test it. Yes, to see if it works for you. Because the other thing too is you you may want to say play around with tilt shift. Yeah. So you're probably not going to buy a tilt shift. Gosh, I haven't seen one of those in years. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, you get some interesting effects with it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's probably not one that I would buy and have in my kit because yeah. it would come out so infrequently. So, so if I ever felt the urge that I needed to use a tilt shift, I think I would hire. Yeah, and that's a really good point actually because I have heard of commercial photographers doing exactly that when they need to shoot some architecture. Yeah. They'll go and hire a tilt shift because the cost of them is is astronomical. Yes, if for, for a lens that you're not going to use on an everyday basis. Yeah, fish eyes are very similar. They can yeah. be quite expensive and they may just be that, I call them trick lenses. Trick lenses. <laughs> 
Well, the, the one of those things that sometimes you do have a subject or a, a shoot that can benefit mm. from, say, like a, mm. a fish-eyed type lens, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be your stable everyday type of That's right. photography. Because they are extreme lenses, aren't they? They are extreme lenses. Yeah. And, and I think the thing is you just, yeah, I mean, until you try it, you don't know. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. They're yeah, a yeah. lot of fun. I remember borrowing a friend's 16 mil lens which has has the quite has a curve on yes, the end yes. it can make things quite it look quite um Dist- interesting distorted yeah. in depth of field and I've got a 14 mil prime lovely which I bought for Astro yes and it's got a big curvature on it yeah they do I've I've got a 14 to 24 and it's it's bulbous it's, yes yes you can't <laughs> put a filter on the front no which is so bad because a lot of them have a actually do you know a lot of those lenses have a rear filter mount inside the part that goes in the camera Oh, I'm so glad you've said that. Not all, not all, but just research it. Okay. Your, your lens might have the ability to better put a, a neutral density or polarizer yeah. or something else in there. Yeah. Because I think I need to. It's someone, someone picked my lens up the other day. It's a Nikon mount lens and tried to mount it on their Canon. Well, how'd that go? Uh, not well. Um, not too well. Yeah. Uh, my response was quite interesting. Um, something along the lines of stop what do you think you're doing yep yeah so that was and i I sadly i think from that exercise there is some dust flooding around in the front of the lens so it's a very expensive cleaning job coming up for me yes yes yeah so and that's another reason that you know it's really good to hire equipment because you can get you can get told about the care of the equipment when you go pick it up yes yep you can be taught a few tips and tricks on how to use that equipment well that's right it might be something that you haven't used very often Mm. and and like i said you may not have considered that you're going to go and hire this um you know really wide lens you might not even know how heavy it is well but you you (laughs) might have thought oh i'm going to put i'm going to pop a filter on it and then realize no you need a special filter yeah and they're probably going to be able to then oh well you can hire that filter if you need that filter to go on yeah and i actually experienced that when i bought my 14 to 24 i was just like whoa look at that curve what am i going to do with that (laughs) you know and and it's it started out as one of those lenses that sat in my bag for quite some time without being used and now it gets a lot of use which is really great that's interesting because that is a very wide lens yeah yeah um and it's amazing for taking some really dramatic kind of um, landscape style portraits yes. in weddings, and also it's it's really I find it beneficial for real estate work that I do or any oh, kind real of estate internal it'd be, work. It'll be gold. It is absolute gold. I haven't yeah. quite, you know, that whole kind of theory. It'll pay for itself. Yes, hasn't got there yet. No, no, we've been going strong for a few years, and it's nowhere near it. <laughs> still, still going still to be a few more shoots in there. To... Yeah, and see, I guess that's another thing to consider as well. The cost of buying a lens is quite high, yes. and it may take you several years to pay that off. You might think, yeah, it's only fifteen hundred dollars. Yes, but that still can take several years to your pay off your return on investment. Oh. We've talked about it a few times before about return on investment. It's yeah. quite important. It is. It is. So think about it this way, and this is the other one, the other golden thing about hiring equipment is is actually. So someone comes to you, Terry, and says, mm. hey, I need you to shoot this particular thing. And you go, yeah, it needs to be shot yeah, this way. Okay, right? yeah. Or I need you to shoot. <laughs> I need, or I need a, I definitely need a second camera, da, 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 da. Yeah. That you can go off when you're quoting it. You can go off and go, yep, I can do that. And it's going to be 1500 bucks to do this, you know, to do the shoot. Mm. Uh, incidental is going to be 
hire mm-hmm. 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. You're going to hire the bits that you don't have, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you built it into the price. So that's right. So the cost of hiring it isn't borne by you; it's borne by yeah. the client. So yeah. that's the way to think about it. That's exactly right, and it may mean sadly that you do have to lower your prices just a little bit in your take home. Yes. So that you can cover that cost, because that could potentially be the difference between winning and losing a job. Sadly, but, but these days. If the client understands that you need a specialised lens, and you go, "Look, I don't have a tilt shift, but I'm going yeah. to hire a tilt shift for this," so you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Most other photographers that are going to be quoting against mm. are going to have to do something similar, mm. and you're going to have this. You know, same mm. kind of equal parity on the pricing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also I found it quite valuable when I was considering having a two camera set up for shooting weddings, so shooting yep. with two bodies. So I did hire a, a second body several times to get yes. used to that process of actually shooting with two cameras. Yes, having two different lenses on it. And I, 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 that's my style. I just love shooting two bodies. Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine too. It's it's my I feel naked when I've only got one yeah which is yeah. really awkward. Just, well I just like the fact that I'm like I don't you know you talk about wanna, yeah. getting dirt and lenses I don't like changing no on no, the fly and the exactly other thing right. is there was I mean I used I used like sling so I got the yep. two cameras like yeah. hanging side by side so you can just quickly grab that one yep. and I'll typically if I'm doing an event it'll be something like a 24 uh, you know, to seventy or whatever. Yep. And then on their body, they'll have like a seventy to two hundred. Yeah, perfect. So, you, so, you, so the perfect combo. So you can get the wide shots of the twenty-four. Mm-hmm. You can get those long shots of the two hundred. Mm. And you you can quickly, literally, switch between the two cameras. It's amazing. Faster yeah. than what you could. I mean, you can, you just can't take the lens off. No. Swap it on. Yep. Take care Lost of. Lost opportunities. We'll sometimes. take care of the lens that you're now taking off. Yeah. And put it in the bag and then yeah. start shit, you've lost it. Yeah. Whereas sometimes at an event, you've got to be able to Absolutely. be moved quickly. Yeah, and you, you can have your camera set up for different applications when you're shooting like that. So I, I, I Yeah, exactly right. So one one can be set out of particular settings. Yeah. And sometimes I will have the yeah, one set up for trying to catch the highest. So sometimes, like I said, I'll have one body set up for like fast you can get fast shutter speed. Mm. And the other will be more depth of field. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so say so if you've got dancers or something. Yeah. Sometimes it'll be trying to catch freezer movement. Yes. And there is another benefit for shooting on two cameras, just um, bringing that up, is that you kind of have a bit of a safety net and something in case something happens okay, to one of your fire. cameras. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is a really important thing to consider. And that's another reason for hiring. So Absolutely. So say for instance if, if you're you know, say you were shooting a wedding. Yes. Always great to have a backup oh, body. So it is you, priceless. So what you can do is consider your pricing working at your pricing strategy that yeah. if you need to hire the equipment yep you can include that in there yeah build it into your pricing yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah so i think there's lots of advantages i think it's something that people may overlook mm. so so look yeah so look i think a lot of people probably don't think about hiring stuff yeah. enough and, and there's so many advantages like i said yeah. just from that power to try before you buy yeah. um to be able to fill a gap within your you know, your arsenal of equipment. So mm. you can, I mean, you can offer a wider range of photography Absolutely. services. You may not have the equipment to do it, but you know where you can get the equipment. That's right. And you know the costs That's right. of the equipment because you quite yeah. often. Yeah. Yeah. And so, especially building your portfolio up as well. It's a really great way to just test out and see what you need yes. to be using going forward. Well, that's the thing. It can actually help you understand what do you need in your kit on a yeah. day-to-day basis. Yeah. So you can then start to eliminate, I don't really need this exactly in my right. kit because I just don't use it enough. Yeah. 
and then you might say, hey, I, I need this lens. And the other thing that happens is technology. Changes. New lenses come out. And sometimes they've got some, at the moment, there's you know, some new lighter, faster lenses. They're really good for people like me that are starting to get old. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to carry this big, big dinosaur lens around. Oh, but, you know, gosh, so, yes. so I think that's, that's the other thing is it just gives you, I mean, camera shops normally aren't going to give you a lens. So here, Terry, take this and shoot with it and bring it back next week. God, they used to, didn't they? Years and years and years ago. Yeah, it, you have to have a pretty good relationship yeah. with them to do it. But, I mean, you'd, yeah. you'd want to be buying a lot of equipment. But yeah. I think the other thing is... A lot of businesses, you know, who run a fleet of vehicles don't own the vehicles. That's they right. They lease them. That's right. The other thing is with hiring and leasing and all those things, it's 100% tax deductible. Yes. So if you hire a lens to do a shoot, that can be immediately written off as a business expense straight Absolutely. away. So Absolutely. That, so that's a, that's a benefit. Yeah. Whereas if you buy that lens, you can depreciate it. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. But the yep. other thing too is that the the other thing we're hiring, and this is this is one way to think about hiring. Sometimes, if you had, say, you had thirty thousand dollars of a kit, right? Mm-hmm. You had everything you needed. You had thirty thousand yep. dollar kit, so you got to insure that. So there's yeah. going to be a cost to insure thirty thousand dollars of a gear because uh-huh. the insurer is going to say, "Oh, there's risk in a drop. This will break. That'll do whatever." Mm-hmm. So say, for instance, if you scaled your kit back to $10,000, so you mm-hmm. had $10,000 of your own equipment that you shot with and you insure that, the insurance is going to be cheaper than $30,000, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Then you bring in other equipment that you hire in over time, yeah. right? The benefit is that it's insured through the hire. That's right. You That's don't have so to insure. You, you don't have to cover the insurance. Yeah. The person you're hiring, the company you're hiring from, they've got it insured. Mm. So basically, your true cost is, you know, if it, if it costs you 120 bucks to, to hire that lens for the day, that's what all it costs you. And keep an eye on the places that actually hire equipment because there is occasion when they go on special. Yeah, they do. Got, Sometimes yeah. they'll have a situation where they'll have some of the popular lenses. And I know what happens. I remember talking to one of the um, hire companies here in Brisbane and they're saying at certain times of year, like when it gets colder, there's not as many outdoor weddings or whatever. Or, mm. And so some of the wedding photographers who hire lenses aren't hiring. Yeah, of course. Because they're not shooting. Yeah. But there's times of the year where everything's out. Yes. Oh, yes. And there's times where everything's on the shelf. Yes. So when something sits on the shelf for a hire company, it's not making them any money. It's, no, co- it's, it's costing, costing them money. money. Yeah. So it's better for them to, to hire it out at 25% off or something. That's right. To get it out and get some income yeah. coming in on that lens. Yeah. Um, and that's what – so that, that's right. So sometimes yeah. it's an opportunity. So sometimes – if you want to try a particular lens and you're not in a hurry for it, you can just wait out. Just wait. Yeah. Watch yeah. that. Watch those sites and look when they have a special and maybe jump on and mm. and, and hire something mm. that's that's reduced. And I know in an earlier podcast we were talking about upskilling yourself <laughs> as a photographer, like taking on um, some training, whether it be one on one or in a school or via YouTube. Hiring equipment can be a really good way to, to reskill yourself and to learn some new techniques that are going to make you more valuable as a photographer and more hireable. Well, the other thing, the other the other thing is photographers regularly do is hire studio space. Yes. And lighting. So yes. you know, if you, not everyone has the luxury of maybe having a studio that they can just use. Yeah. Anytime, so we'll, we'll book a studio. Yep. Usually, you can do a half day hire. Yeah. Or a full day hire, and people will. I know my photographer; she she'll just have back to back shoots coming in. Mm. She'll hire the studio, 
her clients just come through, they've got their time slot, she comes in, shoots them, moves the next one out and she gets maximum value out of yeah. the time. You yeah, know? absolutely. And if you're considering doing things like that, have a look at things like, um, especially if you're a business owner and you're hiring a studio space, it's always good to have your public liability insurance up to date because you are required. Yeah, a lot, of, to... a lot of them will ask for that type of stuff. That's yeah. right. And sadly, you can um, <coughs> you can end up not getting getting access to those studio spaces if you don't have liability insurance. But also there is ways around it. Um, so you think of your camera clubs and places like that that have their insurance included. Yeah, that's it. Like I said, if you're a working professional, you're going to have public liability anyway. So yes, you'd that, like to that's something, so. something that, that's, that's a must. Yes, must absolutely. Have. So look, I think look, maybe people haven't considered this you know, option, maybe investigate it, have a look at what's in your local area because every, you know, Everywhere around and every capital city is going to be a different mm. different offerings mm. and different rates. Yeah, and by all means, if you're using someone that you love, tell us about it so that if we're travelling, yeah, we can actually hook into these, awesome these well, share, resources share, as well. <laughs> share, share the love around. So if you've found a really good hire experience in, in a city, just share it. Yeah, yeah. We're always keen to find out new information about, about things in our industry. So, yeah, please share. That's it, exactly. So Terry, what do you reckon we say this one is a definite great, advantages, yes. Great advantages. Get out there and try it. See, yeah. see what you think. Absolutely. I might go hire a, a mirrorless. <coughs> give that a go. Hire <laughs> a Well, it, look, that's a look, it's a great way because you know, yeah. maybe that's the next natural progression, progression for you to go mirrorless. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. getting older, they're a lot lighter. That well, that's right. Just think all, that, all that weight you can say <laughs> carry. No, kilos and kilos. Kilos and kilos <laughs> in stock. Yeah. All right, I'm just trying to um, think we should wind this up. Yeah, I um, think we've, we've answered this one. I think we've answered this one. Yeah. So go out there and try try higher and, let's, like I said, give us some feedback. Yeah, excellent. Thanks, Terry. Thank See you. Ya. See Bye. ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening.